It's Not Another Buffalo Podcast. Hosted by three of the most underqualified sports personalities this side of the canal. With John, Pat, and Rando. On Buffalo Rumblings. Welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John. I'm here with my buddies, Pat and Brando, here on a Monday evening. It's the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast. You can find us on all platforms at Not Buff Podcast. It is a victory Monday, gentlemen. And also, by the way, this episode is brought to you by Small City Realty. If you're looking to buy, sell, or manage property in Western New York, you got to call Zach Quizillis at Small City Real Estate, 585-409-1088. 585-409-1088. So, boys, initial thoughts. Hit me with the uh, hit me with the vibes. Awesome vibes. Dak Prescott sucks vibes. Boom nice. cowboy vibes. I don't know. Good vibes since the uh, <laughs> as one of the most fun home games since the perfect game. Maybe. Yeah. The the Dolphins How much game more miserable would it have been for you in the rain if it was not going the way that it was going? It was miserable, even though it was a great game. And again, I'm I'm working. It's different. And work was hard yesterday. Work was hard yesterday. There's a lot of people. Yeah. I worked hard, but I didn't get to. This is the least amount of game I've ever watched working a home game. We had the most tickets sold of the entire season over 71,800, I think. And it's funny because they'll tell mm-hmm. you that 68,000 is a sellout and then they'll fit 3,000 more people somewhere. Right. Somewhere. And we don't have standing room. So it's, it's like the ADA platforms are all full. The upper deck, the walking platform and the catwalk above the 300 is full. So so many Dallas fans and I'm glad that they got to yeah. watch their team get their butt kicked. Yeah. How about them boys? Pat, how was it? How was it for you? Your, uh, your dad likes some Dak Prescott. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, I wasn't watching the game with my dad, which is probably a good thing. Love you, dad. But <laughs> um, I, I never did. I think I would say that I was very happy that Josh Allen threw for 94 yards, but it was cool to see us, you know, I don't know. I just haven't, I can't really think of maybe like the Fred Jackson days, but can't really think of a game Shady. that I've seen. Maybe shady, shady days, I guess. Yeah. There's probably Tyrod Taylor probably had a couple. I think it was 94 yards he threw for, though. It was just, and yeah, no right. picks. I feel like he hadn't, didn't he have a crazy streak of games? He did. It was like nine games in a row. It or ended. Like that. Let the, we don't have yes. to hear about against it. Anymore. A defense that, uh, against a defense that does get picked. And on Stefan I mean, Gilmore, who said that Buffalo was too small market and they didn't play on TV. But, which right, is true. Right. Just remember what he said was true. When he left Buffalo, it was a uh, insert any analogy of anything that sucks. All right. Like it, whatever, you whatever, to, whatever. Yeah. to the victor, go the spoils. We get to crap on Stefan Gilmore all these years later. Yeah. We have highlight after high. Like there's a, when he was with new England, just it's amazing. The highlight reel against Stefan Gilmore that we have now is incredible. And I love that he got his flowers. He wins the super bowl. He'll probably be a hall of fame cornerback. I just, I always hear Jeremy in my brain saying he was mad that the bills weren't good and he was mad that they weren't on prime time. And both of those things were true. He didn't trash the people. He wasn't Willis McGahee, you know, whatever. Wasn't even Jack Eichel. <laughs> right. So right. let's right. the villain meter here. If Stefan Gilmore says next season, I want to come back and play for a season. You take him, right? Uh, I think he's too old. At this point. I don't, I'm good. Uh, yeah. Probably. I like, I like where we're at. I do too. All right. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not ragging on the guy too much, or, or angry, or anything like that. It's more of a point and go, haha. But it's so cool because <laughs> you know? we're we're the exact opposite than from what he said we were. Right. We can't get any more primetime games. We have the max that you can have in the NFL. 
Josh Allen and the Bills are the number one talked about team in the NFL most of the time if Taylor Swift didn't exist. So, you know, the Bills are getting their publicity and I hope Gilmore eats his shoe for saying that. So, so uh, Pat, you were saying, you know, back to the shady days. I can't remember a dominant performance like this on the ground from the Bills in a long time. You know, we'd have to look back and see. Like it might even be before Shady. I don't remember Shady having a 200 yard game. This felt like the J E J Dolphins Miami Dolphins performance where we just couldn't stop anything. And I'm sure that's a frustrating game to watch for Cowboys fans. And you know, love to be a fly on the wall in a Cowboys bar during that game. But it's super funny that it's just one of those things that you could say, I'm gonna run the ball to the right, and you have to try to stop it every single time. And it's just the same play. Go, go. Go. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Eat and eat and eat and eat. And it's just beautiful to watch. I saw a clip. Maybe it was a stat, but they were talking about the base defense for the Cowboys. They had them in dime personnel with the total weight on the field compared to the Bills in, I don't want to say 12. Is it 22? Maybe whatever their big heavy package was. So it was the Bills heavy package against the Cowboys. Right. You might you might think of it as like 13 personnel or something like that. Yeah. One yeah. running back, three tight ends. But it's it depends on what you call Reggie Gilliam, right? Because yeah. you're bringing oh, yeah. out That's an extra offensive lineman who you might be able to call tight end like David Edwards. So it's like a heavy lineman package. You might be able to count his a tight end, your regular tight end, Dawson Knox, and then your other tight end, Reggie Gilliam. Yeah. So well, it was, might be 13. It was the play where they pushed the pile, maybe seven or eight extra yards per player. The Bills averaged 35 pounds more per player. It was like the Bills had 2,980 total pounds on the field and the Cowboys had 2,500 pounds on the field. So it was massively bigger than the Cowboys and we bullied them. Yeah. Well, it's like pick your poison, right? Because they're in lighter packages because the biggest threat on this team has historically been Josh Allen and they didn't make the adjustment to go heavier, throw an extra linebacker on the field because you know what happens then Josh Allen's just going to check it into a matchup where you're getting, you know, a tight end on a linebacker, wide receiver on a linebacker or something like that out of the slot down the field. So that makes me excited for the way that the, you know, teams are going to have to play the bills in the future now because they're going to have to have more respect for the run. And that opens things up like 2020 Josh had Josh in 2020 had a lot of that crazy production because he wasn't facing too high shells. Mm-hmm. And the way to slow down Josh Allen has been like, okay, you can stop the running game with a light box. You're just going to stay in dime or light personnel or nickel or something like that. Yeah. You're not going to go into four, three and have three linebackers on the field because you just don't need it. And now you've got cook who is so dynamic and so exciting to watch and their offensive line when really motivated. It's like everything that they were doing in the pass blocking game has also caught up with the run game. You see all these fancy metrics that say, oh, they're really good in pass protection. They're one of the best, if not the best in the league in pass protection win rate. But now they're getting up there and run win rate. And I don't have any stats to support that, but I would bet when those charts come out this week, they're going to look a lot better on those. I mean, that Dallas defensive line was just overmatched. And a lot of it is scheme. I, you see the breakdowns by Dan Mm -hmm. Orlovsky today. It's, it's so much scheme, how they ran away from Micah Parsons, how the threat of Josh running, it basically is almost like it's an extra blocker. Yeah. Because you can just hold that defensive end long enough where he can't make the tackle and he can go unblocked. And so you're bringing your guys to the other side. You're <laughs> pulling Deion Dawkins all the way across the formation as a tackle, which is hard to do. 
you know, Pat, you played a little bit of offensive line somewhere in middle school or something like that. You know how hard it is to get across if you're a guard, you know, and, you know, an opposite tackle on the other side is is even more impressive. So yeah, those trap plays are, are wild, but also like, I feel like they, he was downfield a lot. I guess all the, all the linemen were downfield a lot getting the second level. Yeah. Especially on some of those longer runs, which is like, what, what Eric Cromer, I guess, I don't know what he's doing, but they're in good shape. So yeah. So I just pulled uh, two of the best Buffalo Bills rushing performances over the last decade and a half. Both of them came from the same season when we were number one in the NFL in rushing. It's right before Doug Whaley, or not Doug Whaley. I guess it would be Doug Whaley. Um, who's the clown? Coach Syracuse quit on us. Missed the oh, playoffs Doug with Kyle Orton. Doug Marone. Doug yep. Marone. Doug Marone. Yeah. They had the number one rushing offense in the league with Shady and, you know, Richie Incognito, Eric Wood, all those guys. So I, I put the most rushing yards in Bill's history, and there's like 1960, 1975, 1992, 1995, 1973. But the closest one, so it's one, two, Went for 19 carries, 140 yards, three touchdowns. Tyrod for about 70, Mike Gillisey for 60. And then if you go to Cleveland, Buffalo versus Cleveland, the same season, 2016, you go to the player stats, it's shady again with 153 on the ground and Tyrod with 50 on the ground. So shady hovered around that 150 mark a couple different times. I know that Colts game in the snow that same season, that would be the next season here. They broke the ground. Now it'd be 2016, right? In 20, yeah. 2017. But there's been a long time since that. I mean, that's like eight years ago now, six, seven years ago now. And before that, it goes back even further. You're looking at CJ Spiller. But I'm talking Fred like from Jackson. an individual, like, because it, what is he? I think he's one seven. Is how many yards he rushed for? Like, if we're talking pure like individual rushing yards in a game because you're giving like some team stats right there no those are shady those are shady not to mention well but they're less than 179 that's what i'm saying like when is yeah yeah, the last time someone rushed for 180 yards in a bills uniform and how much how many receiving yards did he have i mean his from scrimmage yardage was well over 200 for that's that a game. great that's a good question I, Sorry, I've, I I've been trying to find it I mean electric house. company <laughs> mid-season mid-1970s OJ Simpson JJI becomes first running back since 2002 to record 200 plus yards in consecutive weeks that was against the bills but I don't know that's a good uh good question last, last bills I cannot player. find I'm, it I'm curious so last bills it's player be, to, to rush for 200 yards it really must be it might be Thurman interesting I would like to find that out but computers are hard well, Brando, uh, before the show, you were kind of letting on that you're not maybe all vibes Brando when it comes to the playoff no, picture yet. And no. I, I have one question. Yeah. Why the hell not? I'll tell you why. And I will use <laughs> data to tell you why. And the data, it's not really data. It's, it's, it's the schedule of the teams ahead of us. When you look, just let's see. Let's pull it up. New York Times playoff machine. I, I try to do right. it with... The Bills winning out and then the Bills losing a game. So if they win out, they're still not statistically going to clinch. There's a scenario that the Bills could win out. There's a 0.01% chance where 10 games have to go a certain way. But it happened for us to get in. That happened once. 
That did happen. We have to remember that. We Andy Dalton and the Ravens. It it happened. We got like four games to fall right that day. I'll, you know, we Pat, it wasn't four games. It was like it was I was like with two you watching it, Pat. We, but it was over the course of a couple of days. Like it was the the two weeks because it was a Saturday yeah, Sunday because it, like, it was leading up to that game. And then it wasn't just that. It was yeah, so it was many like, games that season that had to fall perfectly. And it was the percentages for us to get in the playoffs was less than 1% and it happens. Well, I just want to say you, we, we talking, we're putting emphasis on the percentage that they can get in. And I'm just putting out there that it has happened in retrospect where the 1% scenario comes to be true. So you were saying it's roughly 1% if we went out that it's less than 1%. It's, it's, it's like 0.1%. If we went out that we would make the playoffs, it's 1%. No, we would miss the playoffs. No, if point, we went out. 0.1% that we would. Oh, miss. Okay. Okay. It's 99.9%. And the times machine, if it went to another decimal, it might be 0.95% or 0.94, I guess, if it's so, I mean, down. So basically, so basically we control our own destiny as long as that Miami game and this Los Angeles game and this Pats game don't. We can't. We cannot right. say that we control our own destiny for 100%. And I only say this because I'm being a stickler. They were talking. I, I rewatched some of the game and I was listening to the radio this morning. And they were talking on the broadcast that the Bills do not control their own destiny, statistically speaking, whatever, right? I I, I get it. I'm just being a, being the square here, all right? I'm being a square for for the purpose of this conversation. But I, I can't pull up the schedules. But it, if you look at the Colts, Broncos, okay, I got it here. Okay, who what do we got the Bengals in we there keep, too? We keep doing Texans. this. Oh my god, it keeps making me pay for it. I don't, I can't, I don't want to pay for this. It lets me get so close, and then it won't let me do it. the The Colts, Broncos, the Colts play Houston once, which will help us one way or the other. But the Steelers are going to have to beat the Bengals. If the Bengals beat the Steelers, our playoff odds drop from eighty five to like sixty. So. Mitch Trubisky's out, Mason Rudolph's in. I know that the Raiders would have to beat the Broncos also, right? The Raiders, we need help still to lock it in 100%. And I just don't think that these teams above us are going to lose too many of these games versus the opponents that they have. John, do you have the opponents for the Colts? Broncos, Texans above us at all? Browns too? The Browns are going to get in. Well, that's what I'm, well, I I mean, and then you got the Jags. The, all Joe. the whole division is nine. All right, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll. This is pretty easy to do. Let's see. I don't know if I had the ESPN one up because ESPN one will show you actual seeds based on okay. the projections and stuff like that. I'm sure the time. I don't care. Let us play too. the one seed. Who are we going to play? The Ravens. Ravens. Chiefs. All right. What do you guys want to select as the criteria for the uh, just to select them all from here? I just want to see the see. opponents. Win that- percentage. Offensive rank. Okay. So you want to see who the Colts play? Yeah. Colts play the Steelers. Win. Falcons. Win. Raiders. Win. Broncos. Oh, no, just not just no kidding. Broncos. Texans. And four games left? Just okay. kidding. Yeah, three games left. I was looking at uh, Steelers is who they just played. So, so they beat the Steelers. There. I don't like any help there. Maybe from right, okay, the Raiders. Well, let's, just, let's, just, let's just type this in. All right, Colts win. Colts win. Colts win. All yeah. right, this might take a second That's okay. to, to fill this in. Okay, let's say Bills beat the Chargers. Bills beat the Patriots. Bills beat the Dolphins. Anybody? That's just the one. That's the one that I'm not certain on in Miami. All right. Just for sake of argument here, let's put a Miami win in week 18 here for negative Nilly Brando. 
And, uh, let, okay, let's look at some other stuff Playoffs. here. So the final game of this week is NFC. That doesn't matter. Yeah. So starting in week 16, let's fill in these AFC games. All right. Bengals or Steelers? Bengals? Ba- Bengals. That's a, that right. game's the uh, biggest swing, I think. Well, that, but... Browns, Browns, Texans. I don't know what the Browns... I love the Browns. Brown, it's up to the health. But I think even without Dell and Collins, I think the Joe Flacco What's the worst case scenario? What's the worst the case scenario for the Bills? Worst case scenario is the Browns? Correct. I would pick the Browns to win that game. I think if you put a gun to my head without the injuries with the injuries to Houston. Right. And the Browns are still ahead of you. So them winning and I don't think you're going to catch the, you might not catch the Browns in this scenario. All right. Uh, Washington at jets. That doesn't matter. Titans are out of it. The Titans are the one team that could help us. They might have one win against maybe, maybe it's uh, Houston. Let's, let's keep Let's keep running okay. through these because yeah. this will take a second to finish out this scenario. All right. Jaguars, Buccaneers. Let's say the Jags win for sake of worst case scenario here. All right. That's NFC Cowboys, Fins. Cowboys. I Cowboys. think the Cowboys are going to win that one. Even if we get help, I think that, yeah, I think the Cowboys could still win that one. All right. Was Tyree uh, playing? Patriots, Patriots, Broncos. Worst Bron- case scenario, Broncos win, Broncos correct? Broncos win that game, yeah. All right. Raiders and Chiefs. Chiefs are winning that game. All right. Uh, NFC. Oh, yeah. Baltimore, San Francisco. Let's just say Baltimore Baltimore, wins. Worst case scenario. All right. Next up. Jets at Cleveland. Say Cleveland Cleveland. wins. Finns at Ravens. Oh, let's say say the Ravens win. Yeah. Ravens. I'd probably. Okay. I mean, I think they're going to get. Well, they're going to lose one of those two games. In this scenario, if we have the Dolphins losing both of them, we're going to make it probably via. Not necessarily. That as as of now, no, they have a tiebreaker of some sort. Okay, probably AFC record or just well, division record, still, which is dog shit. Division record also because they don't have a loss to the Patriots. Or actually, just straight up record because the Bills in this scenario finished ten and seven, and Miami is still eleven and six okay. with two losses. Okay. The reason why is if they lose one of these games going into the Bills game, the Bills have the ability to yes. tie their record and then have the head-to-head tiebreaker yes. all okay. in one game. Yeah. If that makes sense, should be crazy. All right, yeah, that would be definitely Sunday night football for like winning, get in, or losing, go home. It's a playoff which would game, be epically nerve-wracking. Yeah. All right, Jacksonville. Panthers, we're going to put Jacksonville. Titans, Texans, Texans in there. Worst case scenario. That's the one that you might get help on. The Titans with Will Levis might be able to pull out. If the if the Houston Texans are reeling. Well, look, the game this week, they played. It went into overtime. Yeah. They should have won. Yeah. That really would have helped a yeah. lot. All right. Next AFC matchup that matters on this list. Okay. Steelers versus Seahawks. You want to just say the Steelers pull one They're out? No, no. The Seahawks are going to win that. Right? I would think so too, but army going worst case scenario. Yeah, but I, well, I want to be realistic too, because I think the realistic scenario and the worst case scenario. You're showing are my not, boy Gino some respect right now. Th- they're Gino not too slash, far uh, off though. That's the thing. Cause the Steelers, Steelers are on the third quarterback. Mason Ruoff's not winning a game, right? Right. So let's keep it All real. Right, Cincinnati, and thing. Cincinnati at Kansas city chiefs, right? Yep. All right. Chargers at Broncos Broncos, right? Easton stick. Yep. All right. Now we're into week 18. Just a couple more to go here, guys. Steelers at Ravens. Ravens. I want to look at something here. Playing for the one. If the chiefs have won, still have won. Their well, game. let's, let's do everybody else last okay. and then we'll see if the Ravens are in a position to rest going into this week. Kansas city is at 11 and five in this scenario. So them as the two seed Baltimore could rest their starters and have the one seed locked up. They didn't before though. Right. John Harbaugh is not one to do that. I don't know. 
I mean, I'm, you I'm might be guessing. Right about I'm that. guessing. I'm guessing. They could they could still honestly win without their starters. I think Pittsburgh is a total utter collapse yeah. for the rest of the year with what they have going on at quarterback. All right, Cleveland at Cincinnati. This one's it. Go Browns, isn't it? Probably the Browns. Browns. I mean, I guess yeah. I like the Browns. When is Jake Browning going to have a rookie moment? Is it the last? Is this it? Is this it? He's like, Best he's defense like Brock. He might play? There's just been no expectations, and so. You know, I feel like that's the recipe for success. Uh, do you trust Jake Browning or Joe Flacco? Joe Flacco. One of them's He's a Super Bowl it. MVP. Yeah. <laughs> One's considered elite quarterback on the show. Generational. <laughs> Generational. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Next one that matters would be Texans and Colts. Colts. So we selected the Colts already in this yeah. one because we're going worst case scenario. Um, but I think that's realistic. Colts will probably win that game. I mean, talk about the year okay. of the backup quarterback, though. I mean, Gardner yeah. Minshew got a chance to like host a playoff game against like that's insane yes sir all right kansas city at los angeles chargers Chief. chiefs okay that would have the chiefs finishing 12 and 5 broncos at raiders broncos all right and we got jets at patriots doesn't matter i think the pats beat them early in the year didn't they they did i, I think i, the I want new england to win this game to screw their draft pick but I don't know. I don't think this one matters. This one doesn't matter. We'll say it's Bill Belichick's so. last game in New England and he's going to lose it. Just like he, Brady okay. lost his last game in New England. Cool. All right. Any more AFC? Okay. Jaguars at Titans. Jags. Okay. That had some division implications that drops Indy to the sixth seed and Jacksonville to the, uh, brings them up to the four. All right. Well, in this scenario, the Bills would miss. I I did this earlier today, man. I'm telling you, I it's not the numbers... It's just kind of like these parlays that we build where it's like 25 rushing yards from every starting running back in the NFL. It's like the odds are so, you know, there's so much higher. The odds are bad for that. But again, this is the scenario. This is not the 99% scenario. What does does it say? This is the two in one scenario. This is the 50% scenario where they don't beat the Dolphins. And after they played against that against the Cowboys, they've already beat the Dolphins. What makes you think that they're going to lose to the Dolphins at this point in the year? I don't know, man. Like when it comes down know. to it, if I they mean, can boss a team around, isn't the team you want to boss around the Miami Dolphins yeah. in the trenches? I just, I would have loved to have this game at home. I would have loved to have played that first game in Miami. If they sit Tyreek Hill until we play this game, he's really not like the Dolphins have to have that game. They, they can lose the next two. So it depends if Tyreek Hill plays and hurts his ankle again. If Tyreek Hill is not hundred percent in that game, it would be a huge swing, I think, for me and my feelings for this how the outcome would go. But in my but how Miami, do the Bills how do the Bills play Tyreek in the regular season? Well, they did better the first time. They didn't do too bad, but they've also been beat by him before. Not beat, but in like reg- he, in the regular season. Uh, well, Tyreek Hill had the touchdown over Trey White last year, right? I'm just saying he's a game breaker, right? Like I said, I was wrong about Michael Parsons. I, you're right, John. I'm just saying I played with the numbers today <laughs> and I was going through and I'm like, we're all sitting here pretty talking about the 70% playoff chance. And if you just go game by game by game and you look down for the next three weeks, an upset's going to have to happen, right? I just think somebody's going to have to upset somebody unless we win out. I don't think we I don't think you need an upset. I don't think you need an upset. I, I can tell you, like, if every team that won against the spread that was favored, I think the Bills make it because the Bills are well, the going to be Bills favored in favored, their last right? three games. The Bills are going to be, if they're favored at home against the Cowboys after what the Cowboys were doing, like, so you think they're going to be favored in Miami? Miami. I think they are going to be favored in Miami. Even if the Dolphins pull a stunner and knock out Cowboys and Ravens? I think so. Because if they, okay, well, in that scenario, what does that look like? Because the Bills are playing for wild cards at that point. So let's say the, the Dolphins win their matchup against the Cowboys 
and the Ravens week 18 bills would still make it with a win at 11 and six. So the bills went out. They are the seven seed in this scenario and they're tied with Indianapolis. So who's, the, who's the two seed in this scenario? Kansas City. Yeah. So we'd be going to Kansas City oh. in the playoffs in this scenario. Oh. Well, rule of average but says again, eventually it's got to happen. You know, Hey, at, at this point though, you're looking at very easily hosting a playoff game because all that has to happen is Miami has to lose to either the Cowboys or the Ravens. Yeah. The Ravens game last year, the opener against Miami was one of the best games I watched when Miami came yeah, back from the, being down 20 nothing. Yeah. yeah, that was a great game. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, man, I'm just saying. I just, I, I'm, sca- I'm scared no, until I, it happens. I, I, would rather, I would rather you be realistic about it than, you know, have us all over yeah, here with rose tinted glasses. Th- what I've had happen, John, and I've been, I was thinking about this yesterday. You've got me on the part that if we get in, you better watch out. Like it's going down. Yeah. It's going down. Well, that's the thing yeah. is like, they're not sputtering. We're not like, oh, how do we get in? So we just get to play one playoff game. It's like teams should be really freaking worried about the Bills. And the way that they're playing, they're playing beyond the margin of error in their games, not in the standings, right? There's no margin of error in the standings, but if you're going to play your games, they're playing their games outside of the margin of error. If you absolutely obliterate teams like you did the Cowboys, and I know you're probably not going to do that. There might be one of these games that ends up being close, but if you're playing the way that you are right now, and this is how the bills play December football, you guys saw the graphic on the broadcast, they're like 12 or something like that in December in the last three years. It's crazy. I think it's like 20 and two. Over in December yeah, and over January. McDermott's yeah. like entire career as the Buffalo Bills head coach. But I mean, we've seen this is not a paper tiger team. No, this is a team that is so much better than its record. Their point differential is better than any other team in the AFC. Yeah. It's just nuts. So I think that they're who are you scared of playing in the playoffs? I what's the worst? The worst case scenario is probably going to Arrowhead. Ravens right? probably. I'm not worried about the Chiefs. Probably the Ravens. Well, we haven't Ravens had anyone built. like really run the ball on us this year. That well, right. But we haven't really faced an elite running offense, I guess, would be the camera. Right, the Dolphins. That, but, but right. I just think we could be awesome. We could be a Super Bowl favorite. We could be all these things. Nobody wants to play us. But there's things that happen in life that once you do them, things will never be the same again. And we lost to Mac Jones and we lost to the Broncos. There might be consequences for those two losses. As good as we are, as Super Bowl bound as we are, there might be a consequence of wasting this roster and this talent and this run that we are on because we didn't fire Ken Dorsey two weeks earlier or because we couldn't get the stop on Mac Jones or we couldn't stop the field goal from the Broncos because Sean McDermott put the guys on the field. So I'm with you, John. I'm I, We can run it. We could get there. But there are things that happen in this world that you have to face consequences for, and it could come back right around. It's all fine right now. People are not really talking about it, but it could come in. It could sneak in, and that mess up, that screw up that we had could cost us a Super Bowl again. You know, these little things, the devils are in the little details here. I'm, I'm with you, John. I, I really am. I just, ah, the scar tissue, man, from these games, watching them lose. And it's just so, the AFC record is so bad. We got to win out, and I hope we do. But it could come back and get us. Yeah. So anyway, say Miami does drop one and you're looking at like the best case scenario here. Yeah, we just did worst case scenario for for a bit there. Best case scenario. Say, I like this. Let's do this. this is yeah, cool. yeah. Let's say let's say the Dolphins lose out and we win out. <laughs> yeah, Dolphins <laughs> okay. lose to the Cowboys and the Ravens and the Bills. Which is really possible. Can I they really miss the playoffs? feel like that is possible. Can they miss it entirely? 
Miami in this, their worst case scenario, they lose out. They would be 10 and seven. According to this, they would be the seventh seed. Oh, so they would have to go to Kansas city. That'd be a great game. In this playoff we scenario, you're then. looking at Buffalo as the fourth seed, losing a tiebreaker to Jacksonville, who is the third seed. And so that would mean Cleveland coming here. So let's try, let's try giving Cleveland not an extra win, but let's give the Jags, they have a loss in here somewhere. So if we give the, or I'm sorry, if we give the Jags a loss, then they should lose their division to Indianapolis. And I wonder if the Bills would have a tiebreaker over Indianapolis. Maybe not. Well, let's see. All right. So the Jags could lose to Tampa Bay. Yeah. I think I said it. Tampa's on fire right the now. Pan- the Panthers. No. no. And their last game is the Titans. When I was playing with this earlier, I set the loss to Tampa. Okay, Tampa. That puts your third seat Indianapolis Colts up there. Now let's give the Colts a loss because I don't think that they're going 11 and six. One of Falcons, Raiders, or Texans. Let's go Texans. Okay, that gives you... Your third seed Buffalo Bills, who would be hosting your sixth seed Miami Dolphins. That's the dream uh, scenario another, right there, right? You it? want you want Miami in January up here. I mean, I'd rather take Cleveland than yes, yes. Joe Flacco. Yeah. I'd rather oh, have right, 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 right. I'd rather be going against Joe Flacco than than to it. Because remember, again, like we beat it was a good game. They won in the snow, but that was what's his bucket, like, not to uh it's Kyler Thompson. Somebody help me out. I think it was exactly a year ago. I was just looking at my memories and I have a picture of the playoff bound picture because I got to go on the field for that game with the snow globe coming down. And Dude, that snowball, the picture. snowball game was legendary. It was that was like cool, every yeah. time I see pictures and who someone got on the microphone and said, stop throwing snowballs. I feel like everybody, dude, that was like, that was one of my worst experiences at the stadium. That was terrible. That was just like <laughs> terrible. Everybody's getting pelted. People are getting arrested. It was bad, but we won. All right. How about this scenario? You want to celebrate a Jake Browning coming out party? Let's say Cincinnati wins at Kansas City. (laughs) Tough ask, right? So, well, let's go this. I mean, okay. You know, or scenarios are much more likely than and scenarios, right? Yes. yes, yes. So let's say either Jake Browning wins at Arrowhead or the Raiders who just scored 63 points on somebody win at Arrowhead. And the Raiders, Lost. did they beat them last year? They play them close, I think, once. But I can't remember. I think I think they were they were one of the losses in the last two years for the Chiefs. But anyway, that's yes, not, they did. That's they beat who, the Chiefs with their car, I think. Yeah. So if either the Chiefs lose to the Raiders or the Cincinnati Bengals, then that makes the Bills the two seed in this scenario. Oh, that's cool. And if the Chiefs lose to the Bengals, that means that the Bills would be hosting Denver, which is I, I would take that matchup 10 times out of 10 <laughs> at this point. Or if they lose to the Raiders, which might even be a little bit more likely, then you're hosting Houston. So I, I'd be cool with that too. But you're going to get your I feel revenge like it's 2021 or somewhere. 2020. I remember the game ending in an interception. 2032 Chiefs win. Can we talk about the Chiefs for a second? Because Pat Mahomes sure. might murder Kadarius Tony before we get to this. <laughs> because he, he dropped another one that led to a pick six. Did any of you see this clip? He did. I did. He like he he not only dropped it, but he like tipped it up in the air and gift wrapped Basic, it for the defender. Basically said, "Here you go, New England. Here's the ball. I don't I don't play for Kansas City, guys. I'm I'm an informant for every <laughs> other team in the NFL. They're all giving me Except cash for the Chiefs to suck. 
and he is nailing it. He is doing such a great job of tanking their season. And Pat Mahomes was pissed. He was like, I read his, this would be a good quote, but I, I, they, they showed a clip of him coming back to the bench. He's like, I hit him right in the bleeping chest. What do you want me to do? I cannot do anything else. And he's like throwing his helmet. He's just had it. I, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if they just wake up one day and Tony's on a plane to Russia. Well, uh, there's a war over there. Maybe not. That's that's aggressive. Maybe like Madagascar or something. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere sunny. Somewhere that there's no that's footballs hilarious. being thrown his way ever yes. again. And just think about those yeah. 2020 slash 2021 Giants where you have Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony on the same team. When you want to talk Happy about a lead wide receiver core. But Happy Galladays. All right. So let me let me lay out that last scenario in greater detail because there's actually some more things that I figured out about it. So three things here. If Bills went out, which we think is pretty likely. Again, uh, again, we're getting less and less likely here as we go along. Yeah. Okay. Almost these three things, but these are not individual games. These are lots of things that happen. Yeah. Because for this scenario not to happen, both the Chiefs and the Jaguars have to win out. So if both those teams win, go two and one for their last three, the Bills are the two seed after they win out. Interesting. And that's, that's also with the Miami loss in there too. If Miami loses to... <laughs> this is, it gets complicated, but yeah. So you can be as high as a two seed at this point and as low as not even making the playoffs at this point. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm so all vibes, John, right now. And it's so funny. I actually had, like, I got my Zubas pants on right now. And I think the further we get into the season, the more all vibes, John, I'm going to be, I'm just going to start adding things. Like I'll, I'll add a hat, like some extra tie dye <laughs> made for Pat here. And yeah, I'll just get more vibes as we go on through the season because the vibes are great right now. I'm sorry for I'm sorry for bringing them down. I'm sorry for bringing it's, them it's down. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. Yes, there are totally scenarios that are out of the Bills' control. If this, that, and the other thing happen, that's all. I, I we couldn't find the scenario where they don't make the playoffs after winning out. Yeah. That scenario, like the Dolphins have to win their last the next two games, the Bills win out in that scenario. I think and then it's a bunch if of other the stuff Steelers beat the Bengals. That's the one game. That was a huge swing game when I was playing around with it earlier. But I'm not but it's, too worried. That's about a longer it. Yeah. list than all these other scenarios yeah. that we are talking about. So yes, it's it's a doomsday scenario. It exists. That percentage gets much higher if they drop the game to Miami. But who in I I don't know if there's a team in the league besides San Francisco that you would be worried about the Bills. No. Because the only reason they lose or they would lose a game is if they show up and have a rough day at the office. You, if you get them on your on their worst day, you might, but this team seems galvanized after the whole Sean McDermott thing. The article came out. They seemed like they had something to prove. They, I don't know. They played for their coach, right? We all watched Deion Dawkins plow that guy 10 yards into oblivion and just completely, you know, put him on the pancake highlight reel of the year. Hey, that could be on angry runs itself, you know? And not just that. It's not the galvanizing effect that, that they've had around McDermott. Schematically, when you're looking at what Joe Brady is doing... He's playing chess out there. He's not playing. I think it's all those. I think it's all those things. The 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 touchdown that James Cook dropped, where he starts on the right and he he flashes up behind the line and then just bolts out. It looked like that they used his size to the advantage there to kind of hide behind the line to just that little second that the linebacker took to pick him up. It was open, right? And I mean, any of us, yeah. we're, we're looking back over the shoulder and we got to turn and make the catch. It's a tough catch, but it, it the 
the play design was beautiful from where I saw it. It was so cool. I'm like, whoa, Joe Brady. And then the screen pass game to get Gabe Davis open. I guarantee they're going to get back to that at some point. It's tough that they wasted that shot and missed it on film. So that'll be in players' minds. But just that concept of that Kyle Shanahan thought process. I'm going to call this two-yard run play now, and I'm going to call another two-yard run play, but it's going to open up a 20-yard play-action shot at some point down the line. So this game of checkers that Joe Brady's playing, on top of the fact that Sean McDermott has got these guys rolling, you're right, I probably wouldn't take any other team to beat the Bills right now, and that's exciting. Yeah, and I I think that the the way the game played out had had a big effect on the scheme because I don't think that Joe Brady walked into this game thinking he was going to run the ball, whatever, 30 times. I'm sure the game plan had a lot of different pass things into it that, that that they didn't even get into, you know, because they didn't have to. And I think one of the things beyond scheme that Joe Brady might be a little bit better than Ken Dorsey at is having a finger on the pulse of the game and calling things at the right time and knowing how your players are playing. And because anyone who is playing Madden and had that, like, why would you stop running if you're getting seven yards of carry? On average, you just spam the runs at that point. Why risk even throwing it down the field? And you mix that in when you when you want to. There was no reason to start going pass heavy in this game if if the run game was working. And, you know, we're all like balanced schmalance all the time. But as a James Cook fantasy owner in the playoffs and also somebody who did not save the defensive addition in his lineup. So I was going free balling at no defense and I had the Colts D. So that was 15 points taken away from me playing against Nizzy, the commissioner, right? James Cook carried me. So thank you for covering my butt, Mr. James Cook. I owe you and Jalen Waddle uh, some dinner. Are you, are you playing me next week right now? What's, what's yeah, well, we'll see. This is an awesome week for fans. Our fantasy league, our NABP league is, is lighting up right now. Me and Jake say in a nail biter. At one point we were projected to tie. 146.46 wow. to 146.46. What happens? Have you ever seen a fantasy tie? It goes to like points for there's a tie breaking system. Yeah, there's I think bench points might be one of them or quarterback points, I think Something. is the first tiebreaker. Depending on the league. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, yeah. I'm excited. You can't yeah. ask for more coming down the stretch. Good fantasy, good football, good friends, good podcast. Terrible, terrible fantasy. My fantasy team showed out this week after putting up a goose egg last week. So I'm sorry, John. I ha- I also have James Cook on my fantasy yeah. team and the in the league that that I was doing good. So uh, that would have been nice had I made the playoffs yeah. and this was the first round. Nizzy but. and I, friend of the show, I want your opinion here because I t- I texted Nick like Nick, this is bush league when Nate's doing. And again, I felt bad. I love Nate, obviously. I you know whatever. Well, so what was I he forgot, doing that was bush league? Forgot to put the defense in. So this is after so it's after the one o'clock game start because I was working. And then Jalen Hurts gets downgraded. So Nate goes in and adds the Rams defense and Drew Locke and Geno Smith and whoever Marcus Mariota. So I have no options because he added him on the free agent waiver wire. Uh, so he boxed me oh, out. Oh, he did him so you, so you so couldn't? So I couldn't take him. So I would have two zeros on the board and I'm down four points with Jalen Hurts and Tyler Lockett ready to go. So I should still win. It wasn't looking like that beforehand, before I had James Cook going off. So I was pissed and I was like, bro, come on, man. He's like, gamesmanship. I'm like, oh. Uh, and we were talking. I, mean, I was talking to him and he knew that I didn't have a defense <laughs> in and he, he just didn't tell me. Oh, man. I, I don't know whether that's, I can't decide if that's Bush League or Galaxy Brain. Both. It's both. Like, and that's all I had to say. <laughs> I'm like, this is totally my fault. I'm just mad at myself, but. 
you know, I beat him in both leagues, so I should beat him. As long as AJ Brown doesn't go negative, or as long as uh, Tyler Lockett and Jalen Hurts don't put up negative points, I'll win. But yeah. Anyways, we don't have to talk about this anymore. Oh, <laughs> I want to hear Pat's quotes, things people said. Yeah, let's get to quotes with Pat right after this break, so stick with us. Jail captain, Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It's time for Quotes with Pat. They're things that people said. All right. Can you guys hear me? Glasses. (laughs) I'm like, I literally cannot read without these right now. Um, Quote number one on extending a individual within a certain NFL franchise. Okay. That'll have a course that seeks in its own time. Or I'm sorry. That'll have a course that seeks its own time frame. Um, It's about Tua Tagovailoa signing his contract extension after the season, right? Nope. That'll have a course that seeks its own time frame. About someone getting an extension. Chris Greer. It's not Chris Greer. Mm. Okay, let's think. Extension. Who just signed an extension? I don't know. Who, no, they haven't. Who they haven't. They haven't. The world. Yet. The world is saying that this person may deserve an extension, but Leonard ownership Floyd. of this Brandon, team. Brandon Bean about Leonard Floyd. Higher profile than Leonard Floyd. This person has done a lot of winning in the regular season. May or may not be a player. Okay. Staff extensions. Member. Well, let's the think of the player member. first and then we'll, let's think about this. So somebody that flames out in the playoffs, we're not talking in the AFC, probably looking more at the NFC. Um, You're not talking about Brock Purdy already. I was going to say he's, Jared Goff, he's Jared Goff, and Stan Campbell. They're talking about Jared Goff's extension. No, it's a, it's talking about Dak, a coach's Dak, extension. Dak, Dak. Oh, Mike, Mike McCarthy. Extension. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Dak That's, doesn't have a contract yet. Right? No, he's no. A, so it's not Dak. It's about Mike McCarthy's extension. Yep. Jerry Jones. Gotcha. Jerry Jones, yeah. Quick fact for you. Sorry to mean to interrupt you. Jerry Jones and I, well, I was there, but I was like outside the elevator. So a bunch of the wheelchair guys were in the elevator with Jerry Jones yesterday and they like opened the door and he there the wheelchair guys were taking pictures for Jerry Jones with some fans, which was kind of cool. I, nice. I wasn't, Did you wheel Jerry in a wheelchair? No, nah, man. The guy hobbles around pretty good. Well, nice, nice. Not quite uh not quite geriatric. It's amazing at this point. <laughs> It's amazing <laughs> how billions of dollars can improve your health if you didn't know that yet. Yeah. Anyways, that was a good one, John. Get, really getting funny. things injected to your face. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 
All right. Okay, carry on. <laughs> Last quote. It is definitely impressive seeing him out there and the progress he has made in such a short time. He's special. And that mindset and the way he goes about his treatment, he will be back ready to play pretty soon. It's crazy. Robert Sala about Aaron Rodgers. Close. Zach Wilson about Aaron Rodgers. Someone that would benefit only less than Robert Sala, but Garrett probably. Wilson. Yep. They're, they're hyping him up. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to play another game this year. It's just so funny. Why would like, you? He could get well, cleared it's, it's next week. It's the scenario, week. right? Right. But he'd be like, he'd be like, yeah, I was going to play, but sorry, we're out of playoff contention. You know, they just, and, they well, announced it right before the game against yeah, the Dolphins. He'd, like he'd be it, like my shaman advised against it. You know, like but. he's, he could be <laughs> medically cleared next week and the jets go out and throw up zero points to be eliminated from playoff contention. It would have been cool to see them win that game just to see if Rogers comes back out there. Did you hear his quote about this? No. He was like, no. what's the worst that could happen? I re-tear it. I have a full off season to heal it. I want to get back out there and help my guys. Didn't care. I, don't man. Like, I, I think that dude's putting on a show. I think he does care. He wants, he wants to give the appearance that he's willing to put that on, you know, but Aaron Rodgers has one thing at the heart of all of his interests and it is Aaron Rodgers. Do you not like Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, can you tell? Yeah. I like Aaron Rodgers. I like Aaron Rodgers too. Yeah. Is there anything to dispute that? No, you're you're probably right, and I don't I don't I mean, disagree with you about you know even just showing up to ESPN himself instead of calling in and the Pat McAfee segments. I just you get I, I've been looking at this more. I've been thinking about it more because I really liked watching him play forever. I don't like that he's on the Jets, but the guy's hanging on by a thread. He's watching. Like every quarterback that comes into the league is Aaron Rodgers when Aaron Rodgers existed in his prime before there was like two of him, right? Aaron Rodgers was a rare commodity. Now there's like 10 Aaron Rodgers. You can like Aaron Rodgers, the player. Like, so you're, you're saying you like Aaron Rodgers, the person even more than Aaron Rodgers, the player. I feel like Aaron Rodgers, no, the person would be cool. As no, I, but I've so never heard anybody player. say anything <laughs> bad about him in when they met him. I was just talking to a guy yesterday that yeah. said they met Aaron Rodgers and he at a uh, Brett Favre hall of fame inducting ceremony and he was really nice to them Another and stand up citizen. That's what I'm saying is Aaron <laughs> Rodgers taking money from taxpayers and, and people that need government services. No. So I feel like, you know, <laughs> there's players that do worse things than, you know, go that's on an Alaska trip and play golf. And Jordan Poyer time. was talking about his trip. Did you see that? I did see that. Yeah, I did see Jesus, that. We got a regular yeah. Timothy Leary around here or whatever, man, I swear, but I understand <laughs> the hate. Yeah, and It's, it's not the ayahuasca stuff. It's the, I don't know. He's just, estranged just from the, his family too, right? Yeah, he is. He doesn't, like, I think he is. Yeah. I read that somewhere. He's the kind of guy who walks into a room and believes that he is the smartest person in the room. And I've always felt like the smartest person in the room doesn't think that they're the smartest person in the room or, and certainly doesn't show it even if they, if they do. And he just, he just puts off that persona to me like time and time again. I don't know, man. So this is one of those things though, where I, I don't know how to say it nicely, but he might be the smartest person when he goes into most rooms. Some rooms, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like one of those things, I don't know. You never act like you're the smartest person in the room, John, but I'm not. A lot of the time you I'm might. not questioning you, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just, you defer when you have to defer. You you know when you're out of your element. And maybe Aaron Rodgers is just, he's one of those people that doesn't ever put him in a situation that he's not going to be the smartest So So let's room. say comparatively, let's say you have to go on a road trip 
let's say you're driving back to Buffalo from Nashville and you got to ride with either Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, and you're going to keep a tally of how many quality conversations you have during that trip. Who is going to produce more quality conversations just from a quantitative standpoint? Not even qualitative. We're talking about quantitative. This is an excellent question, Pat. This is, but it's kind of like a lesser of two evils thing. <laughs> Do you want to jump which off Niagara Falls which, or jump which kinda off? Helps my, which helps my point a little bit here if, if we're going lesser of two evils here. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I think I would still choose Aaron Rodgers out of those two. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to try to. Yeah, but it's by this much. Really? <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't take a road trip with either of them. Uh, come on. You get eight hours in a car with one of them. I'm going with one of them. No, I, yeah, I don't care oh which one God, it is. No. Like Tom Brady Michigan, would make Tom. me feel horrible, though. Yeah. I feel like he would make me feel like I've done nothing but waste time my entire life. And he'd be doing like band workouts in the vehicle while you're driving. <laughs> but, or he'd be doing band workouts while driving the vehicle. But Ugh, Drinking just, his I, gallon I, of water. You probably got to stop every 20 minutes because he, he drinks so much deep. water throughout the day. And he's just I pissing just, himself. I mean, so you're saying if you saw Aaron Rodgers in a recreational setting, let's say you see him at TF Browns. And he's like, John, let me buy you a drink. You're not, you don't think if, if you got to spend the night with Aaron Rodgers, you wouldn't have a great time. I don't think I would. No, guy's a golfer. He's pretty smart. I think. I think that the, per, the persona that he puts on is he's hanging on, man. He's in, he's forty. He's losing his twilight. I just I don't know, man. If I'm forty and I'm barely hanging on to my career, I might be a little wonky too. I don't know. Somebody's probably got to tell him, Aaron, it'll be okay. Like you're gonna make it in your post game career. I don't know. I don't know. I don't love him. I don't hate him. I, I just, I like hearing this. This is a good conversation. I don't know. I He's not, I'm not going to come out here and say he's the worst person in the world. Would I you, would you rather go on a I car ride arrogant. with Tua or Aaron Rodgers? Probably Tua. Tua is an awesome guy. Tua is an awesome, awesome, Tua awesome, Donnie? awesome dude. Yes. <laughs> Tua Donnie Tonga <laughs> You probably couldn't get more, more different quarterbacks. And two no, yeah, one Rogers. of them is extremely yeah. humble and one yeah. is extremely arrogant. <laughs> if you ask anybody ever about Tua, he is the best. Like I want him to be the godfather of my child. Not really. I'm I kidding. think that I, I think the question with Aaron Rodgers, what it comes down to is, do you think that arrogance is justified if you're good at what you do? And for me, the answer to that is no, always no. No, I don't like no matter yeah. what position you're in, no matter who you're surrounded by, if you put off the vibe that you think that you're better or smarter than the people around you, then that's just I, I don't like that. That's because like, like, you're good. Not my thing. Person, John, you're a good quality person. Is it too much to ask people not to be arrogant? But the NFL is like, egos, man. It's the same thing with that Sean McDermott article, right? It's you have all these huge egos in the NFL, and if you're not like this, you're not going to make it, right? It's the so cutthroat, and you get so sharpened and so battle hardened from decades of this environment. You kind of you have to be, and if you're coming in here. And you're a see, I think I think Aaron Rodgers would be just as successful if he was a little nicer. I think he'd be so. Fine. Then why would you be nicer if you'd be just as successful if you were a little bit nicer? <laughs> the great that's conundrum a, that we have that's here. That's a glass half empty way to look at the world. Like, oh, why would I be nice to people and be happy if I could be a douchebag and be happy? <laughs> but what like, do we have on record that makes him mean? I don't think he's I, I degrading to, to women to, or anything. I was Dana trying pa- to look Danica up Patrick. some quotes. The race car driver, right? And he, they, they did something crazy. Again, I don't, I have no idea. I just only dated it one time because I saw it on a Yahoo News link and I didn't click the link. I'm just scrolling by. No, I don't think he's ever done anything to disrespect women or, well, his family, I guess, because he doesn't talk to him anymore. But I don't know. You're not, John, your point is very valid. Did you, did you watch, did you watch Hard Knocks? With the Jets? Where, with yeah. the Jets? No, why I didn't. Why, why, why don't you go back and watch that? Tell me, tell me if you, if you, if you feel any different about Aaron. 
I've seen some quality clips from that. I haven't seen all of it. And Josh likes them. They're boys. I, well, that was going to be my last point is that if Josh Allen likes the guy, they obviously got to be quality. Because <laughs> that's a good maybe, that's, maybe, that's a good judgment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he might just be seeking advice, right? Like you don't have to be in love with your mentors and still ask advice. But again, I'm sure Aaron Rodgers does amazing things. I'm sure he's nice to people. I'm sure he's complimented somebody once. I'm sure he does nice things and says nice things. I just, you know, I, I see him come off as arrogant every once in a while. And, uh, Hey, I don't, I don't have any reason to like him. Scrap the whole show. I do. Keep the last 16 minutes. <laughs> title it, just, is Aaron Rodgers a dick and just leave it. Right. At that. Yeah. <laughs> That's some great thumbnail material right there. <laughs> is there any other figure in the NFL? Who's like controversial like that? Where some people like who's polarizing. Cam who, some people love him and Cam. some people hate him. Kirk cousins. Uh, like, could like Travis Kels? Could you like? But well, all I'm saying is, did Aaron Rodgers get dismissed from his collegiate football team for drug use? Well, come on! No, did you hear his story? Did you hear his story? He like I mean, smoked pot for like one time. In, in what world is that? Is that an a, indicator of character? It's not. And if exactly, I played football yeah. at University of Cincinnati, I don't. I think I would have a hard time also clearing that <laughs> test. But um, you know, the that's a good question. If you go around the league. You look at, I mean, you look at what about Tyreek Hill? I feel like is pretty hated, but he's just a clown. That's the only, he's not a dick, right? He's just kind of a clown. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously had some stuff that, you know, is, is some chinks in the armor for his character in the past, but he's not a guy that we see at press conferences all the time. He's not a guy that we, you know, on sports center, they're playing clips of him every week. Not a face of the week, right? Kareem Hunt. I don't know. You know, do some people feel this way about Josh Allen? We're obviously biased in that department. I, well, I feel like no. I feel like he's the most likable dude ever. Not if you're a Dolphins so fan, man. Probably if you're a Dolphins fan and you see the roughing the passer calls that he gets and and the way that he flops, you probably think he's a whiner or something like that. But that's how we feel about Patrick Mahomes now that we've seen that side of him too, right? Yeah, it's funny because I was texting with Sam, friend of the show, yesterday. And we were talking about calls because the Dolphins get screwed on some calls too. Everybody in the NFL gets screwed on calls. It just depends on which game that you watch. And right. she's like, well, you can't say you don't get any calls anymore after the, these games. And I was like, I, which ones are you talking about? I'm like, the roughing the kicker, punter got hurt, pass interference in the end zone was legit. What else was there? There's a couple other penalties that had happened. The the hit the on Cowboys Dak, game? the hit on Dak, which was personal foul. If you're going to call the hit on Dak a personal foul, then you're going to call the hit on Khalil Shakir a personal foul. Yes. So right. I'm like, if, well, give me something ticky tacky here. Like, if you want. And Zach Martin belly bumping the guy afterwards, like as if that's not going to get called. Obviously, that was offsetting yeah. after that. But uh, yeah, and again, that's a game that's not within the margin of error. That game did not, the Bills didn't win by one point. Didn't come down no to the No one of those calls, you can flip and say that the Cowboys would have won that game. They were completely and utterly bested by the bills in just about every category. All right. I have a, sorry, this be the last thing that I say. We're talking about (laughs) new segment concepts, the worst call of the week in the NFL. I mean, that'd be pretty easy call to fill. It might have an obvious answer. I feel like (laughs) it could be hard to choose. There's so many bad ones. You should put a poll up for our listeners on Twitter. Get like three votes because we don't subscribe to X. Anyway, well, I don't know if we came to a definite decision about about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, about Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. There's worse people in NFL history. There's better people. You know, I just think I don't like him. But anyway, you guys know where to find us on Twitter slash X, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, at Not Buff Podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Go Bills. All right, go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.